you hear this? You hear this song? You're gonna be hearing it a lot more. Uh, yeah. So, hi, it's me. It's Overcoat. Welcome to Toho Tuesday. Um, this is my uh, pre-SakuraCon show. Very excited for the weekend. I'm going to uh, party like crazy. I'm gonna hang out with 610. Gonna hang out with Mayushi over there. Yeah, see? See? Uh, we got a, quote, Toho meetup with extra meat going on, <laughs> apparently. I'm probably not doing that, nor is anyone. Uh, anyway. <clears throat> so, uh, I'm sure you've all heard the news. We got a new, well, quote, Toho game. Uh, even though Toho is not in the title, but it, uh, it stars Seija Kijin. And, uh, yes in true Mega Man fashion, going around stealing people's shit and then using it against them. Um, get equipped with, you know, the uh, yin-yang orbs, etc. That's gonna be fun. So yeah, uh, it's technically... Uh, let me look on the wiki here, alright. The wiki says... Come on. Impossible Spell Card is the name of the game. Toho 14.3 even though it's not technically... It's weird, it doesn't say Toho anywhere in the title, but might as well just call it Toho 14.3, right? That's a lot of trumpets there. Okay, so... Uh, actually, let me show you the trailer. There's a trailer on YouTube um, that Zune, like actually just made a YouTube account to post this. We'll have to see what happens. Um, maybe this is the, uh, maybe this is the, the first game he'll, like, try to, uh, branch out to, like, the global, uh, the global fandom, maybe. Um, a lot of speculation. But, um, we'll, we'll see. I don't like to speculate too much. But, I mean, you know. Ah. <laughs> uh, anyway. So, actually, yeah, I'll link you guys the wiki article, because I think this is pretty much all the info you can find on it at the moment. Um, you even have, it's like you can play Seija and you get, um, you get the yin-yang orb, the, the tengu camera, the gap umbrella, the miracle mallet, and a couple more things. Yes, items. You get everything. Um, yeah. I'm excited. I'm very excited about this. Um, I would have liked to talk about this at the uh, Toho panel at SakuraCon, except there won't be a SakuraCon Toho panel. <laughs> uh, I'm so frustrated. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to cosplay as uh, Siegfried Kirschieis and just be frustrated the entire weekend. Um, wait, actually, I guess no, no, he would be the unfrustrated one. <laughs> anyway, I got music to play. I want to play some more Celtic stuff. I see 610s in the chat. Uh, I didn't think he was actually going to be able to make it. He could have done this live, dude. I'm going to give him voice. There you go. That will signify 
He is special. So anyway, I'm going to play some Floating Cloud, and I'm going to play some Casket. Uh, and then I'm going to play his interview. And that's about 51 minutes and 10 seconds. So I hope you guys enjoy the interview, and uh, there's a couple tracks before that. Hooray!
I'm sitting here with 610, a.k.a. Adrian, and he is a uh, Dojin comic author who uh, has written several Toho fan comics so far. Uh, you may know him for Fairy Ring, which was very adorable. Um, and his newest comic, uh, Use Your Illusion, is a nice uh, Yomu and Raisin fan comic, uh, also starring Sanae and... <laughs> And they're all making drugs. <laughs> right. So it's uh yeah, supposedly it's a rule on Pixiv that all Yomu race and pairings must be moderated by Sanae, so Interesting. I've actually never heard that, but then again I'm not really uh I don't really communicate with people on Pixiv that much. Right. But um, yeah, it's I think I, I can name three authors off the top of my head who always, always have Sanae in with their with their Yomu race and pairings. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I, re I remember Sanae being in uh, some of uh, Leo's Yomu and Raisin pictures, but, like, she gets beaten to a bloody pulp. <laughs> but that was a long time ago, wow. Uh, I think usually, uh, at, at least in uh, in both uh, Soichiro Hoshino's and uh, who, whoever that artist is, uh, Shigeru Koyama, Okay. Those uh, those illustrators they often have Sanai being being a co a total troll and being so called uh, annoyingly cute. Interesting. I wonder. Yes. I wonder if that's just something they thought up uh, uh, like on the fly, or if it was if there's some sort of deeper meaning to it. Mm, I don't know. And then there's this one uh, other Pixiv artist, uh, Yoekoski, who is uh, most known for his. Uh, Music videos of uh, Yoeko Kurahashi songs, right? Who who drew this one Yomurasen story about, you know, uh, well, I guess uh, Yomu uh, uh, smelling Raisin's clothes and getting secretly photographed by Sane. Wow, <laughs> I think I, I may have seen that actually. Um, yeah. So anyway, the main reason. Uh, this week in particular, I'm interviewing you, is uh, because uh, next weekend is SakuraCon, and you'll be there selling your new book, uh, Use Your Illusion, and you'll be at the uh, Dojin Press table. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's uh, booth SP13 in the in the exhibition hall. All right. Um, and I know a lot of people who go to SakuraCon, obviously. like that. That's pretty much where I met all of my friends at the moment, and uh, I know a lot of them will listen to the show. Maybe they'll uh, check you out. Um, if they weren't right. going to already. Um, On the ShrineMaiden.org forums, there's a thread there for, you know, the people who are going to SakuraCon. Oh, yeah? Mm -hmm. hmm And so, yeah, I'm going to be there. Uh, Mahler. Oh, yeah, the, Mahler's going to be there. Yeah, he's going to be there with his new camera, is what he said. Yeah, I saw him, um, he, I saw some test pictures from him. He's, he's testing out a new camera. Uh, I told him to, you know, get some more subjects in horridly low lights or fl horridly fluorescent conditions. Because last year the um the Toho photo shoot was on the Sky Bridge, which was like the worst possible location lighting wise, uh, which was kind of unfortunate. So and there's um, this uh there was this one other person who's going to SakuraCon who's like a a kid, a kid, on on the forums the. Someone, uh, I think her forum username is Lady Scarlet or something, and she's like super young. As in, she goes there with her parents, and they're letting her stay later this year and things Ooh. like that. I know it's uh, 
she's unique because uh, she actually remembers me from last time. Oh, good. And uh, yeah, uh, when I uh, I remember when people were going to my booth last year, you know, people were asking, "What are you going to do next year?" And at that point, I only had a few pages drawn out of my Yomu Raisin book, mm-hmm. and uh, this uh, this child, you know, showed up at the booth dressed as Raisin. <laughs> I think I remember her actually. Right, so yeah, she's small, right? And yeah. she like picks up my uh, my uh, my Aki sister's book, and she's like, "I'm surprised you did anything about them. They're not very popular." Wow, Autumn Children was great, though. I loved it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, you know, um, despite despite all being fan works, mm-hmm. you know, I've found that the best way t- for for me, at least the easiest way for me to to do fan works, is to you know, write about something. So, uh, you know, something in something in my life, things that I've I have encountered. Because, you know, people normally aren't. Uh, you know, people normally wouldn't care about what I do. But I guess human experiences are more universal than than we think. Yeah, I think so, all good stories come from real life. To be honest. Right. Yeah, that book was dedicated to my. Uh, to my Irish illustration professor. Mm. Yeah, I, and uh, in the back of your books, you always ha- list your uh, inspirations for the books. Um, and I, right. I actually enjoy reading those quite a bit, too. Um, right. It's heavily, uh, yeah, it's heavily, um, as in, inspired by Irish stuff, The that story. The Autumn Children, at least. And then, you, the, yeah, like you even reference... Um, a band in there. Uh, which which band was that? Uh, Lunasa. Lunasa. Yeah, Lunasa. Um, oh, you know, uh, I've never uh, heard you're familiar them before, with though. Casket, right? Uh, yes, I am. Yeah, they're like a they're they're like a dodging music circle from Japan that plays uh, Irish traditional style stuff, right? Yeah, I often play them on the show, actually. Right. So, have you noticed that all almost all of their uh, Toho Arrange album covers have Lunasa on them? Oh, this is not this is not a coincidence, <laughs> right? One of their albums even parodies one of the Irish band Lunasa's album covers. Interesting. Uh, I might have it. Um, their their newest release, uh, "No Crap on Tap," was pretty great. Uh, it it was yeah. interesting too because it's it's um like techno mixed with Celtic music, um, which sounds strange, but it actually kind of works. Uh, maybe I'll play that on the show, the this, <laughs> this week. Um, so so yeah, the, that band uh, Lunasa. Yes, I've actually seen them in live twice. Oh, so they've yeah. uh, they've come once to in, Seattle once in Seattle and once in Chicago. Oh, okay. So yeah, they're from Ireland, but they you know tour all over the world. Oh, right good. now they're touring in uh, in Britain. Hmm. If they ever come to Seattle again, let me know. Ah uh, yes, yes. <laughs> maybe yeah, I'll go with you. The last time here in Seattle was I don't know maybe one or two years ago in November. Okay. I uh, I attended that concert with uh, one of my Irish friends who's uh, oh, who's actually mentioned in the in 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 the credits of Autumn Children. Oh okay. So uh, Dylan Mayo from his family's from County Mayo in Ireland. <laughs> oh cool. So yeah, Autumn Children definitely um, inspired by. 
Irish music and also your your art teacher. Um, it's Irish, yeah. Yeah. yeah it's, was uh, this at um, the Art Institute or what? What school was this? It's the Art Institute of Seattle. Okay. Right. He he's Irish, but he's originally from like the Midwest, from like Cleveland, I think. Okay. He was a he was a senior designer at the Ford Motor Company. Wow. Right. That's pretty impressive, actually. He'd had that job for like over thirty years, and then he decided to move all the way to the West Coast and become a teacher. <laughs> and uh, when he was here on the West Coast, his work was for for Boeing and uh, Walter Darwin Teague. Oh wow. He was he was probably the best person I've ever seen at drawing drawing vehicles. You know, whether it was cars mm. or airplanes, like inside or outside. So yeah, he was a master at that. The problem is he's so old school that none of his stuff is online. Oh, wow. Really? None of it at all? Uh, very little. It's, uh, I, I don't know. I don't think I've ever seen any stuff of his online except that one which was from, which was uh, an uploaded picture that was like a scan from a newspaper or something. Well, you know, if you think about it, if if he was a designer at the Ford company for so long, uh, you'll see his art on the road instead. Yeah, probably. Yeah, and um, uh, he's, uh, you know, um, Professor McNay, uh, Albert McNay was his name. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's uh, been greatly, greatly influential to me in terms of art. You know, it's that's also partly why I, I suck at drawing characters. Oh, yeah, yeah you've mentioned that before. Characters, but uh, if you look at, you know, when I draw buildings or like cars and stuff like that, I'm a lot better at that stuff. Do you just prefer uh, drawing technical things, or do you uh, do you do you enjoy that more than drawing uh, characters? Mm, kinda, yes. I have a strange obsession with straight lines. It's uh, <laughs> it's odd. Well, I don't know. Design is really cool, uh, and I noticed that's that's one of the biggest things I take away from your art too is uh, you you put a lot of focus on the backgrounds and the um, the the uh, location in which the characters are are currently residing and I you also even did um, you did some work on the uh, scroll project right mm-hmm but just backgrounds just backgrounds yeah but I wouldn't just trust, I wouldn't trust myself uh, to draw a character mm. on that well you did a fantastic job on the backgrounds at least so Good job. I think by surface area, I actually have the largest portion of the scroll. Uh, perhaps. Yeah, actually, in Fairy Ring, uh, I noticed the most obvious influence there is the Tsubaki Shrine. Mm-hmm. Tsubaki Okamiyashira in Granite Falls, Washington, which yeah. is the middle of nowhere. Yeah, I, I've, I was there once um, last year, and it was, it, was quite a, it was quite a trek up there, but it was How did you very get worth it. I just drove. Ah, but yes. it was it was. See, I don't uh, I don't know how to drive. Oh, how did you get up there? Ah, <laughs> that that is adventure. Uh, I I take two buses until I get to Everett, and then then I pay eighty dollars for the taxi. Oh God, <laughs> that's a that's a lot of taxi fare. Oh my yeah, God. Yeah, because the shrine is in the middle of nowhere, and the buses don't run there on weekends. Oh man, y- you should next time you go just hitch a ride with me dude seriously ah, yes. because <laughs> um, I, I actually want to go visit again for maybe one of the festivals uh, right yeah I need to refresh my amulets yeah me too I got one for um, artistic inspiration 
So yeah, that's the one that I got too. Yeah, and it, it needs to be um, it needs to be purified again. Right. Yeah. They they burn them at the start of the year. Mm. What? It's it's in like they have one in the fall, I think. Right. The purification ceremony. Uh, I would not actually know. Uh, but it might it's probably there on their website somewhere. But yeah, what was cool about the shrine was um it's it's like stepping into another world. Uh once you get down that road and you kinda go past that layer of trees, um it definitely uh inspired me too. It was very uh it was very peaceful, very uh seemed disconnected from everything. Right, and did they tell you about the frogs? Why there um, are frogs everywhere? Why there are frogs? No. Yeah, so it's actually there in the in the fairy ring credits as well. Okay, yeah. yeah. Um, cause I noticed, um, I, I, I had already read fairy ring. Um, so when I went to the shrine, I, I noticed, Hey, that symbol looks familiar. Hey, wait, that entire building looks familiar. Um, so if, if you are too far for the listeners, if you're too far away from Washington to go visit the shrine, you can just read the comic and it's, it's, uh, you get a lovely depiction of the shrine itself. It's yeah, a little different. Like the early, the early prints of that uh, comic had uh, came with a poster there, and the poster is obviously the shrine too. I have one of those posters. It's it's uh, on my wall. Um, actually, it's still at my parents' house. I need to go get it, but it was on my wall. Uh, I'm gonna actually frame it. Uh, perhaps it's very nice. Uh, will you have any more prints at SakuraCon, by the way? Uh, like those posters? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. We were running out the last time they had them. So uh, maybe maybe not. Uh, I'll I'll bring some of the copies I have myself. You know, maybe I'll give out a few more of those. Okay. Um, so when you uh, when you visited the shrine, is that how you got the idea for Fairy Ring, or um, or how, how did that idea come about? Uh, it was actually as in my original inspiration for that was an African folk story called uh, "Why Frogs and Snakes Never Play Together." Forget so it. yeah, this the story, however, is completely different, and uh, it doesn't it doesn't it, it doesn't end happily. Oh yeah, this one, the fairy ring definitely has a happy ending. Uh, right. So yeah, essentially the frog, and this, it's it's sort of like a. I think what I was going to do in the comic, and uh, I guess I could, uh, I, I actually have still a bunch of the pages from like the old story, because you know, the fairy ring that finally made it to print was like the third version. Oh, yeah? Yeah, and so there were older <clears throat> story, uh, there was in like the second version of the story, you know, Chirno and Suako could not get along because, you know, uh, Suako relies on the humans for their faith and, you know, Chirno's friends with a bunch of yokai who are, you know, not very friendly to humans. You know, like, uh, you know, like Mystia makes people blind and, uh, you know, Rumia eats people and things like that. And, <laughs> and Riggle just bugs people. Uh, you could say that. <laughs> I don't know. So uh, anyway, yeah. It, uh, and, and, you know, obviously that meant that Chirno and Suwako could not be friends because their friends were incompatible. Yeah. Right. And that was that was that was how the African folk story ended. You know, they're like, if we met, if we meet again, I'm probably going to try to eat you. Oh yeah. You know, things like that. <clears throat> well, I like the uh, I like your uh, I guess I guess you took the Disney approach to the to the fable. <laughs> right. <laughs> Where you have and, a happy uh, ending. Yeah. Did uh, see I 
another influ- another great influence in my works is my i guess religious background oh yeah yes uh i i used to be a very religious person okay like yeah, I, used uh... To be, uh, I used to be an assistant ward mission leader of the mormon church oh interesting yes i i have since quit that religion and all other religions oh okay but uh there's still the influence there that whenever I portray a god, they have to be portrayed as good. You know, I cannot. Mm. Uh, I cannot have them being mis. Uh, I cannot have them. You know, tempting people or you know being mischievous or being tempting or yeah, they have to be. Yeah, they have to be benevolent. Hmm. And uh, I, I cannot. I cannot write in another way. Ah. Uh. And so you'll notice that you know, even though Sanae in in other authors, you know, Yomu Reisen with moderated by Sanae books. Yeah. You know, that Sanae is going to be a troll. <laughs> I, I I couldn't make her a troll. She had to be good. But it's it's interesting because Shinto, uh, it, it, you know, which most of Toho is based on, is like the, the uh, spirits and, and demons and there there's tons of malevolent spirits wandering around ready to, I don't know... Uh, eat you or steal your soul or uh you know kidnap children or all all this crazy stuff um i actually uh the more i read about shintoism the more fascinating it is uh just because of how ridiculous the mythology is behind everything right Um, yeah i actually bought the i actually bought a mythology book when i was at the shrine oh they had Hmm, I didn't see one for sale there. I think yeah, there's one called uh, yeah, there's one called Tales of Japanese Gods. Okay, and uh, yeah, it has you know the the white rabbit of Inaba. Yeah, <laughs> yes. It's it's interesting. Um, what I, what I love about Toho is all the characters are a reference to something, and so for example, I'm I'm working on a Kanako cosplay at the moment, or well working on it with with somebody um who's sitting right behind me hi anyway um so i i've, I've been reading more about uh kanako and the sua shrine that she's like based on um right. along with suako and and sanai but um y- you know the whole story behind the onbashira the big logs that she has around the shrine um i was reading up stuff about like the Onbashira festival that they have every six years where it they have all these people from the surrounding villages come there and they like um they basically throw a giant log down a cliff and a bunch of guys will try to like ride the log down uh as kind of a like a surfboard yeah kind of like they're they have giant tree logs that they 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 grow them specifically for this event and uh, they they cut them down with special tools, and they have like, there. I think I saw a video of like maybe thirty guys riding this log down a big hill, and that looked really fun. And uh, that's something I'd, I'd kind of want to see for myself. Problem is, it only happens every six years, so you have to time your trip to Japan very uh, very specifically. For right. That. I mean, they have to wait for those trees to grow. <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah, uh, and you know that's just one. That's like just one character that is in this uh, in the whole 
universe of Toho. Every other you character. You do know the uh, Inferior Ring. There's the whole walking on the ice thing, right? Yeah. You're familiar with that Legends as well, right? Yeah, and I, I, re I read up on that um, due to, you know, due to the comic, because I thought that was kind of interesting. Um, but it, it's, it's weird. I've never seen... Uh, well, obviously, I, I haven't actually seen like pictures of the lake doing that, but it's because of... Uh, was it like... It was like... Um, it's like the goddess, uh, Yasaka Tome no Mikoto. Okay. Uh, what what was actually causing the um, the breaks in the ice like that? It was like uh, sulfur. What happens is there are under, there are hot springs at the bottom of the lake that cause water circulation. Okay. So if they move the uh, they move the ice on the top, you know, ki kind of like how plate tectonics moves, you know, geological formations in. Okay. Yeah. Um, okay, that's I I that's what I. Figured. I, I that should be that should be in the was. comic too. You know, it's like people lost faith in Kanako because they were able to figure out the scientific explanation for the ice, uh, right? And that's one of the reasons why they decided to move to Gensokyo because people don't have as much common sense in Gensokyo. It's interesting though because they, uh, Kanako is generally portrayed like in the books, um, where you know her, her more of her canon is explained. It's like. Uh, you know, she actually is kind of a scientific goddess, which is pretty neat. Um, so anyway, uh, I think we should talk about your new book, though, uh, Use Your Illusion. So that one, is, it definitely takes place in downtown Seattle. <laughs> um, right. So, so um, it, it was interesting. I, I remember seeing the... Um, the food truck in the on in like the first couple pages. Ah uh, um, yes, uh, uh, Misty's Big Easy. Yeah, it's it's interesting because I never seem to find food trucks in Seattle. Though I'm I'm seeing more and more now, but like I don't. I, oh well, I've never have seen you which tried, one. Try that's... going to Second Avenue and Pike Street during lunch hours. Okay, they'll be there. Hmm. There's that one uh, Japanese hot dog place that's always there. Oh, I know that place, yeah. Right, and uh, the others, uh, the other food trucks park in that parking lot there. Hmm, okay. Yeah, it, it looks like there should be more trucks there, but it, there isn't. At uh, what time usually do you when go? I go. Um, it's usually like on weekdays, but um, yeah, I, every, time I seemed, every time I go by there, I've only ever seen the... Um, uh, what's it called? It's not Japan Dog. That's Vancouver. What's it? What's it? Uh... It's uh, it's Beko Beko Gourmet Dog Hapon. Beko. Okay. Um, what's your what's your favorite hot dog there? Uh, I uh, the the only one I've ever tried is the Matsuri flavor. Hmm, that one's pretty good. I usually get the uh, yakisoba dog, mm. <laughs> which is literally like yakisoba on top of a hot dog. It's delicious. <laughs> Um, yeah, my favorite food truck there is uh, is Jamil's Big Easy, which is uh, the, the New Orleans style food. Ooh, I'll have to go like when that. Um, yeah, that 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 that, that would be there. at Second Avenue and Pike Street on Tuesdays. Tuesdays, well, I'm I'm busy on Tuesdays. <laughs> oh no, <laughs> I I would have to go down there and then come back and do my show. Right, you know, for a sit-down restaurant, there's one on Pike Street. You remember the 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 old Irish pub uh, Finnegans, right? 
Uh, I've seen it. They're close now. Yeah. Yes, but uh, near it is another is a is all is a is a New Orleans restaurant, the brick and mortar one called okay. uh, called the Lost Pelican. Hmm. Yeah. I'll so have if to look you, for it next time I'm down there. Right. So if you want the New Orleans food and don't have to wait for days that the truck is there, <laughs> yeah, you can go to the Lost Pelican. All the people that are going to be listening to this interview are going to be like, what are they talking about? But if they ever come to Seattle, they'll know where to get good Cajun food. <laughs> yes. the <laughs> Supposedly, the pelican is like the state bird of, of Louisiana. Oh. Right? And the, the basketball team of New Orleans is called the Pelicans. Oh, interesting. Right? So when the... You know the 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 owner of the restaurant named his restaurant the Lost Pelican, because he you know lived in New Orleans for thirty years and then, you know, has to come to Seattle, <clears throat> so he's the Lost Pelican. Oh, cool. Um, yeah, I haven't. I I could go for some jambalaya right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really hungry again. Um, so. Uh, so yeah, about... that's the, that's where that food truck comes from in 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 UCR Illusion. Awesome. Yeah, um, you know, obviously uh, Yomu has quit her job and works yeah. for Mistia now. <laughs> you'll since you'll be selling this um, at SoccerCon, but are you selling it online too? Yes, yes, yeah. If you if you go to my website, there should be a buy it link for UCR Illusion. Okay. Um, and you can go uh, to dojinpress.com, right? And it'll yes. be on there. Mm -hmm. um, actually, I kind of want to talk about Dojin Press because this is pretty interesting. Um, it's it's a it's like they're California based, correct? Right, they're from San Francisco. Okay. Um, so, and you're not the only author under their uh, umbrella. No, but uh, I think I have the most Toho books. <laughs> yeah. I, you definitely do, because um, every time I go by the booth at SakuraCon, like uh, like 2012 and 2013, it was like, oh hey, there's all this Toho stuff. Those look pretty cool. Um, but then you also, uh, so you also sell all the books online. And how did you get involved with Dojin Press, and uh, how long you been with them? Well, I've been with them for since uh, since Fairy Ring, which was uh, which l was like a little more than three years ago. Okay. So originally, I had <clears throat> wanted to publish my Magic: The Gathering comic, Lotus Cobra is Evil. Okay. I had asked them, you know, what it would take to get it printed, and they were like, uh, "You'd run into copyright issues." I know this is Dojinshi, but uh, you know, you could run into legal issues. For like with, uh, uh, Hasbro, right? Who and is notorious the fact for that, that you use original art in some of the comics, right? That was supposedly the sticking point. Interesting. That there are some comics I have that you know I actually use the pictures off the card to. Oh yeah, that would that would yes. That's uh, supposedly the biggest problem. Yeah, um, and I I know Hasbro. Um, they're kind of notorious for going after copyright infringement and stuff like that. You know what happened? Uh, when you were at uh, SakuraCon the last time, did you see the, the you know, the My Little Pony porn book? Um, was, 
Was that the one Hendene was selling? Uh, no, no. Uh, or was it's it? actually from it's from Dojin Press. Oh God! We can't we can't put it on our site because of legal issues. Oh God! <laughs> oh no! What um what's interesting is um app- apparently there are some Japanese circles who do that kind of thing now, um, and uh, a few friends of mine resell uh, Dojins like that. Um, at the Hendene booth, and they were selling. They they got a MLP Dojin as a kind of experiment, and apparently sold it for quite a lot. So there <laughs> is there is a demand for that kind of thing. Um, but so yeah, and uh, with with Dojin Press, at least the last the I guess last year when I was there, our best seller was actually the Ib stuff. Uh, There's the- like it's like this. Uh, this independent video game called Eeb, I think. Oh, it's um, about uh, it's about a, a girl who gets lost in a magical art gallery or something. It's, it, that sounds familiar. I believe one of my uh, friends made a uh, music uh, like a, a arrangement album based on the music for that. Mm. Um, though not being familiar with the music, I didn't actually check it out. But maybe I'll play the game and uh, check out the album too. Right. So anyway, curiously, yeah. that is our bestseller. Huh. Yeah, it's it's weird because I don't hear much about the album, or, or not the album, the game. Um, I don't really hear much about the album either. But um, I haven't heard much about the game so far. It it seems to have maybe. Maybe the following is a bit more underground. Like there's maybe a lot of fans, but they're not so obvious about it. Hmm. Could be. Um. Yeah, I kind of want to check. I, the game and I out. wonder if we're going. Uh, yeah. So, um. Oh, the Dojin Press page finally loaded. <laughs> so, um, how many people are are in this Dojin Press? Um, is this like a? Is it is it treated like a circle or is it more just like a, a store? For, people to like. Um, publish their work there. Uh, yeah, I think it's like it's it is like a publishing platform. The various artists, you know, bring their stuff to there, and they're like, "Oh yeah, we'll 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 print this for you if we think we can sell it." Okay, um, so it's so it's pretty much just like a traditional publisher, um, but right, they- which kind of defeats the you know. It makes the name Dojin Press a bit of a you know contradiction because mm. Dojin means self-published and the authors aren't the ones actually publishing it. Yeah, that's true. Um, but still, like, uh, did, so do they have uh, deadlines for for books like the traditional publishers do, or um, are, are they like, do you have to make an, a new book every year or whatever? Uh, I don't have to. But I have always been trying to make sure my book is printed before SakuraCon. Okay. So I don't know what I'll, uh, you know, I, I don't know what I'm doing yet. But, you know, just like mm. last year, I, I, I wasn't sure that I wanted to do Yomu Reisen book until after SakuraCon. Oh, after meeting all the... Um... Actually, I think, uh, didn't I mention that you should do a Yomu and Reisen thing too? Yes, you did, and uh, so did so did this Sanae cosplayer. 
<laughs> right? And so did that little girl who was dressed like Raisin, right? That's why I that's why I decided to move ahead with it because you know you got to give the people what they want. That's true. Um, so, what, were their recommendations accurate? Uh, how how is your um, you know it, without divulging too many personal details, I guess. How how is your book doing? Oh yeah, I mean, sales. I get an email. I get an, an automatic email whenever somebody buys that book online. Okay. Right. So I do know exactly how many copies I have sold. Oh, that's good. So you it's, think it's doing well? It's, it's selling worse than either Autumn Children or oh, or no. Fairy Ring. <laughs> <laughs> well. Well, I mean, the guys who I met at the convention are, you know, I'm pretty sure they're going to buy buy my book because they asked for it. But, yeah. You know. We'll see how it does uh, for physical copies at SoccerCon. Um, right. Because the, the convention does, you know, it does have a huge Toho presence. So we'll see how it, how it goes. Also, so, no, no panel this year, supposedly, right? Yeah. Um, that was kind of a accident. Um I, I was I was all hyped to speak at this panel because uh, I was I'd been planning oh well, yeah I'll talk at the Toho panel and then I realized oh there's not going to be one uh, oops so um, now I kind of don't know what to do because I, I was um, I was going to go as a normal attendee instead of a vendor uh, this time and it was like you know because I was going to do the panel and the photo shoot and all the all the Toho cosplay things, um, but you know the panel not being there kind of there's this two hour gap now in the in the weekend that we have to figure out what to do, um, but yeah oh oh well I'll just uh, I'll just have well I don't know I technically have a Toho panel every every week on Tuesday, <laughs> um, but yeah. And but honestly, like this year is the worst year to talk about or to to not have a Toho panel, because there's all this cool stuff going on. Like actually, just this morning, uh, Zune announced the new Toho game. Oh, the um, two. Yeah. Okay. Um, it's what was it? Was it fourteen point three? Fourteen point five. It but anyway, it's like fourteen point three or fourteen point five. Impossible spell card. Um, and the star of the game is Seija Kijin. Oh. Um, and what's interesting is Zune even had a, uh, he had a trailer put up on YouTube for it. He made a YouTube account specifically to put this video up. Ah. Um, so yeah, there's a trailer and it, so this might be, maybe, uh, one of the first ones he'll try to sell, uh, Worldwide. On, wor worldwide, maybe. Um, we can hope. But, uh, yeah, the, the gameplay mechanics look a little insane. It's taking all of the, 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 the gimmicks from the side games that he released before and putting them all in one game. Um, oh. So you even see some shoot-the-bullet kind of mechanics. There's Reimu's teleportation, Yin-Yang Orb... Uh, like, Seija stole all these spell cards, and that's, I guess, the premise of the game. Uh, 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 but you, you're playing as Seija, though, right? Yes. And I think... Maybe it's like a Mega Man style, where you beat the boss and you get their power up. 
that oh, would be like you beat Cherno and you can now freeze this. You can now chain freeze the bullets like yes. Fairy Wars. That would be, oh man, I think that's what he's doing. That's that's going to be amazing. Um, <laughs> I, that gets me really excited. But yeah, there's so there's all this cool stuff going on. But I have uh, no uh, panel outlet to talk about all these cool things, which is a shame. Uh, maybe I'll do. Maybe I'll go to another con and do a Toho panel there instead. It it kind of it it kind of sucks that SakuraCon is the only like Seattle anime con that mm. is any good. <laughs> Unfortunately, uh, I I can't really uh, I can't really speak highly of AkiCon, but uh, you know, it, it's okay to sell at I I guess, but not much going for it. Um, but yeah, uh, Con should be fun regardless of the Toho panel or not, I suppose. Um, I just kind of yes, wish that I had somewhere to talk. Uh, oh, I, I, uh, I'm thinking I would, uh, I guess, hang out with the, the Toho fans, like, after closing time. Oh, yeah. I guess after the exhibit hall closes so I can see all the people because, you know, for most of the, for most of the day, I'm going to be behind the table, not, not able to go anywhere. <laughs> Yeah, I know what that's like. Uh, I've been a vendor at a couple shows now, and it's... Uh, what did you sell? Um, I was selling for uh, Manga Gamer uh, oh. for, like, two shows last year, uh, selling visual novels. Mm, and, yes, uh, I mean, I've, I've played uh, Kira Kira. Okay. Yeah, yeah I, I thought it was pretty good. Mm. Yeah, I like Overdrive games, too. Um, those are probably my favorites. And then... Uh, I was also selling for my friend Sean. We were selling like Gundam model kits and uh, uh, figures and keychains and uh, miscellaneous anime goods. Uh, both of those have been pretty fun. Um, I actually enjoy selling quite a bit, but sometimes I do wish I could, you know, uh, just be as. Uh, I just wanted to be an attendee for once, just a normal attendee, so I, I decided for Sakuraka and I'll just go and hang out with people instead. It'll be weird though, because I'm used to I'm used to going and setting up and selling. And do you, is it just going to be you at the booth, or is there going to be any, uh, any any other people? If it's going to be like last time, then uh, my boss will be there, Kira. Okay. Right, and then so will uh, so will one other person if if they come. Okay. Is, is there any? And uh, uh, what's its name? There we also have uh, Dojin Press artists. Uh, you know, having their own place in the artist alley. Oh, good. Like last uh, last year, we had the. Uh, I think her name was Melanie, who okay. was uh, who's the author of the Pokemon Dungeons that we make. And, Pokemon uh, Dungeons. Hmm. Okay. And then, there, uh, and then the New Shoe Circle, which did our Phoenix Wright stuff. Okay. So yeah, they were they were also present, not at our booth, but. Uh, they were also they were in the artist alley somewhere. I had a um, I have like I think two friends that were trying to get into uh, into the artist alley this year, and apparently it's quite difficult to sign up for it because ah. the uh, the the registration window is like thirty seconds. Oh really? Yeah. Well, you see, what happened is well, I don't know. I guess my publisher signed up for their space 
at the end of the convention last year. Yeah, that's how so, you do it. Yeah. Um, usually, because once they open, if if you do it online, uh, kind of between the conventions, it's difficult because they they'll announce they're opening the registration for the artist alley, and you have to fill it out as fast as you can. But then you're still on a waiting list, it, no matter how fast you are. Um, so, I don't know. One of my friends was pretty upset about that. I don't know why it, it, it's so hard to get into, because there's plenty of space. But maybe, maybe just everyone... Maybe there's just people who decide, oh, well, I'll, I'll sign up for this, and maybe I'll go or not. Because <laughs> it's, it's a big waiting list. Right. Supposedly, the right thing to do is to sign up at the end of the convention. Right? So. Yeah. The problem is getting a table in the first place, because I don't. I don't think either of my friends had a table before. Um, mm. So there's no way to sign up at the end. You you can't just yeah you can't just drop in on the last day of the convention and uh, I I don't know I I don't know the mechanics because nah. uh, Kira took care of everything. Because it um. It kind of favors vendors who have already been there, mm. which is pretty normal for an anime convention, actually, because uh, they'll uh, they'll go around handing out um, for vendors at least they go around handing out you know forms for signing up for next year. I see. Mm. So I wonder how. Yeah, I guess my publisher was able to get in. As in, last year was the first time they were there. I think. So I think so because I I didn't I. Actually, yeah, I didn't see them in 2012, but I saw them in 2013. Before the interview, you mentioned uh, that you you were having trouble coming up with any uh, a future story. Right. Yeah. The one uh, the lead I'm following us uh, in the first thing I tried was uh, was a was a book with uh, Remilia and Remu. Okay. Right. Mm. But it was. I guess the reason I didn't like it is because it was too, I guess, part of what happens is that, you know, because of my whole, uh, because of my whole bias toward gods always being good, mm -hmm. you know, I, I had Remu, See, uh, I'm thinking in in my in my canon version of Remu, you know, the reason why she never gets donations and why you know people always, you know, and why she why she's poor and people avoid her and things like that. Yeah, is, you know, uh, you know when you're near. Uh, when you're near a god, you can supposedly feel their presence. Yeah. Right. You know, there there's some kind of aura around them, and it and I guess in Autumn Children it happened that, Shizuha was such a weak goddess. That you know, that initially Lunasa didn't even know that she was the goddess, right? Oh yeah, right. And so, however, on the opposite end of the scale is Remu. You know, she she schools she schools gods on a regular basis. Yeah, right. If if Kanako, Suaka, or whatever, Yukari, it doesn't matter how strong they are, they cause trouble. Remu will take them to class, right? But yeah. And so, because because her power is so great, you know that the that makes her aura kind of overwhelming. Yeah, so people kind of want to avoid her just because she's kind of scary. Right. Yeah. So because I mean, they all know that she saved the world several times, right? You know, she ended like the unnaturally long winter. Yeah. Or like, uh, 
you know, that that mist which had, you know, kept the sun out for... Uh, yeah, the Scarlet and, uh, Mist incident, all that stuff. So, yes, so, yeah, whenever the world's in trouble, she goes out and saves it. And the people know that she's the one that did it, but, you know, simply because her presence is so overpowering, they can't approach her. You know, this, so, um... Oh, this actually, uh... This was one of the plot points of Little Reimu, if you've ever seen, if you've ever seen that. Mm. Um, no, I, I guess not. Oh, man. Oh, that's such a great story. I would recommend watching Little Reimu. Get some okay. tissues, though. It's very sad. Mm. So, yeah, <laughs> anyway, in my, in my, I guess, in my planned Reimu book, right, it starts out with, like, a, a, a farmer and his son who, like, they are the ones they are like the designated chosen people for this month to like take the prayers and, uh, you know, take the prayers and donations of the townsfolk, you know, to Remus shrine. Okay. Right. And so, you know, the, the, the son is being scared and stuff because, you know, he's heard all those things and the father's like, it's just her power. We're actually safe when we're around her. Hmm. Right. But, yeah. uh, you know, as, as they get closer to the shrine, you know, the, you know the the aura becomes uh, oppressive, and uh, they can. It, it's all they can do to leave their donations and their prayers there and get out as fast as they can. That actually sounds pretty cool. And so what happens is that Remu actually, uh, when when they when they uh, when they arrive at Remu's shrine, Remu first says, "Okay, we'll try these seals. I mean, I'm I've made these I've made these talismans for the purpose of, you know, sealing my own power." So that I don't scare people away. Oh, okay. And she she tries them out when the, when these people come to deliver the donations, but it doesn't work. You know, oh, no. as in, like the one the one curse she can't dispel is her own. Ah. Right. Hmm. And so what happens is that you know later during the during the when when Remilia tries to cause the Scarlet Mist incident, Remu defeats her. But one thing that happens is that Remy is not scared of her. You know, even if, uh, you know, even even with all her, even without, uh, even with all her power, even after beating Remy down. Uh-huh. You know, I guess Remilia's charisma is just so high that she's immune to fear. <laughs> Something like that. Maybe. And, yeah, that uh, sounds like a cool story, dude. You should work on that. I actually have this, I actually wrote this script, right? I finished this script. It's just that, uh, you know, I, I'm... I don't know. I'm not satisfied with the part of it where, you know, since uh, supposedly the the resolution is that, you know, because you know, because Remy is one of the few people that doesn't run when she's around, you know, that's how they can become friends. Oh, okay. So that's supposedly the that that's supposedly how it ends. Hmm. But I don't know. I haven't been able to make it work. As in one of the, I guess one of the versions is that. You know, Remu's been trying to to suppress her own aura, right? Yeah. And uh, she she has the idea to use to use those talismans on Remy to suppress her vampireness, right? So 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 Remy doesn't die when exposed to sunlight, and she can visit Remu's shrine without being scared away and things like that. Hmm. She can't. Uh, Remu couldn't dispel her own powers, but she could kind of do it to somebody else. Okay. 
and you know, and and since Remy's not afraid of her, that's how they get along. But I'm not. I guess I'm not satisfied with that. Huh. So, yeah. I mean, I I I guess I put. I'm I'm not a good writer per se. I mean, <laughs> and when I preview my stories at the Shrine Maiden forums, you know, people point out everything that's wrong with it, and they're not wrong. So. Okay. I, I don't know. So I I didn't do too well with uh, it's in with use your illusion. So I don't know. I'm I'm trying to do a better job this time, and it's uh, I'm not satisfied with it. Ah, uh, well, I don't know. I I don't really ever think. Um, I I think that's just every artist's progress is never being satisfied with what you're currently doing. Honestly, though. Um, from my standpoint, I think uh, it's it's getting a lot better. Um, I like you seem to be taking a direction of let's see, it's more. I guess the, the use your illusion. Uh, it, it was more like of a it's more adult storyline, perhaps. Whereas um, fa fairy ring was like kind of uh, it was it it seemed to be like a good children's story, right. Yeah, that's in fact how when it got posted on Dunboru, that's how the that's how the poster posted it. It's a children's story. So anyway, that's uh, the interview. Um, thanks for wanting to be on the show. Uh, I like how I like how you contacted me to be on the show. That was pretty cool. Um, I always appreciate having good artists on the show. Um, so once again, uh, if you want to like throw out your links to your stuff. Uh, for the the listeners, like your oh, websites, find all my works at the uh, houseof610.com. Okay, that's pretty easy. Uh, houseof610.com. He's got a new book called Use Your Illusion. He'll be selling it at SakuraCon. It's already available online at dojinpress.com. Um, Apologies for like the state of the website right now. I guess. Hmm. Well, it works. Uh, it's currently $12 online. Uh, is this also available... Is it hard copy only, or is there like a... a, a, a book, like a, like a PDF version? Oh, there is no PDF version. But, okay. you know, you can read the thing online in its entirety. I mean, if you go to my website, there is a read it link as well as the buy it link, okay. which will take you both to my blog or to Pixiv if you want to read the whole thing. Okay, so there, you know, you can read it online uh, at house610.com. I would recommend getting the uh, print version though because it's uh, wonderfully, uh, wonderfully printed. It's got uh, a nice cover and uh, nice. It's a nice large format, which I like. Um, so yeah, go check out the book. Um, and if you're going to SakuraCon, we'll both see you there. And uh, yes. Thanks for being on the show, six ten. I appreciate it. Yes, uh, thank you for having me. Yeah, next time you next time you make another book, uh, maybe whenever you finish that one you were talking about, uh, we can have you back on the show and we can uh, plug that too. Ah, uh, of course. So uh, yeah, thanks for being on the show. I'll see yes, you next you. time.
Well, that was cool. Hope you guys enjoyed that. Uh, that was a pretty long interview. Uh, 50 minutes. Um, <laughs> someone said I should have broken it up with music, but... Eh, I'm too lazy. I'm too lazy for shit like that. You know, anyway. So you just heard some Fox Factory. That was their cover of... Um, was it the Eternal Steam Engine? Yeah. From Hiso... Anyway, I haven't heard that in, long, in a long time. Um, if Ghibli Studios made a Toho movie, they would probably have Fox Factory do the soundtrack. <laughs> Unless they had Joe Hisaishi still. I don't know. So anyway. Ooh, what else? You know, I also remembered uh, while the interview was going on, uh, I was thinking of other stuff to talk about on the show. Wait, did you just say Shaft is better than Jib? What the hell? What the f- <laughs> That is the most random comparison. They're like a completely different- It's a, it's like a completely different thing. Anyway. So like- <laughs> Way to distract me from doing my show. I'm gonna keep the music going then. I'm gonna play some Spectrum. This is from his new album, 100. And then I'm gonna play some requests. Someone wanted to hear some ZTS. And this is a good one. It's like a nice nine minute song. To get you, um, to balance out the long interview, I'll get some long music.
Sweet. That was uh, New Felt as Nagi with uh, Hailstorm. What's going on with my mic here? There we go. All right. Okay, so we had uh, Hailstorm, the uh, MZC, a Brainwalker house remix. And that was off of uh, the new felt uh, grow color from Comic 85. Then we had. Oh, come on. What's going on with my mic here? It's all muffled. It's no good. There we go. Alright. <laughs> That'll have to do for now. And then we had ZTS with an absurdly long uh, arrangement called Toho Suimuso Phantasmagoria. And then we had a track from Spectrum from his 100 album. I'm going to translate this. Uh, uh, wow. Let's do... Okay. Let's try this. Oh no, it doesn't work. Hold on a second. Okay, fine. Anyways, the first track out of a new album. Um, then we had... Hmm, I guess that was it. I'm totally on point today. You can tell I have not been talking much. Holy fuck, Sins. <laughs> thanks for, uh, thanks for spamming the chat, Sins. <laughs> Why did you do that? Anyway. Um, so let's see. Oh! I almost forgot what I was actually going to talk about this break. Um, so I wanted to say I have some really good news. Um, my buddy Jerry got married to Kelly. Alright, so you may know Jerry as Silent Sword online. Uh, they got married, uh, I believe just this, uh, this past week. On, uh, I think April, uh, 11th or 12th? Anyway, congrats Silent Sword, and also Kelly. Um, I don't think Kelly, uh, is on my IRC channels, but, uh, you know, uh, Silent Sword is, so, you know, if you see Silent Sword in the Toho chat on Espernet, uh, tell him congrats. He's got an exciting life ahead of him. Uh, you know. It's all, it's, it's, you know, people hooking up. I'm, my friends are hooking up, getting married. It's great. I love seeing that. Um, so yeah. Official congrats from me on, uh, I, I, I wanted to mention this on the radio show because I thought it was pretty cool. And I'm really happy for you both. Um, so anyway, with that out of the way, I'll play you guys some music. Uh, I got a request for Orange Jam. And I'm going to play a love cannon.
Didn't have the music queued there for a sec. Oops. So, we just had some requests. Uh, that last track was... Oh, come on. Where is it? There's a song called Leaf of Loneliness. That was from Helios Aggregation. Um, which was from Amaterasu Records. Then we had some Aramitama before that. Um, with a song called Darkness to Throw Away. What circle? Huh? I don't know. Oh, they're talking about something else in the chat. Man. Anyway. We also had Rain Warrior. 
with uh, Teenage Mutant Tyranno Turtle. I, I was, uh, I thought it was pretty funny. Someone was amazed that I can pronounce Chirino. Uh, you know, I used to be one of those guys that said Cerno, but no longer. Um, yeah. Learn to pronounce Japanese. It's fun. Uh, oh yeah, we also started off with a love cannon from Orange Gem and their Somatic album. And then, uh, okay, so I only have time for one more song. And I don't know which one I want to play here. Oh, okay. I'll play this one. This is a, just because of the title. Um, so, I guess... Okay, before I play that last song, though, I want to say uh, thanks, everyone, for talking with me in the chat, listening, and uh, enjoying the show. I had some uh, new listeners tonight and some that hadn't been here for a while, so uh, welcome back or welcome to my show. Hope you enjoyed it. Um, once again, thanks, 610, for hanging out with me and doing an interview. That was a lot of fun. I'm pretty proud of myself because that was uh, completely not planned at all. Because uh, I didn't like prepare any questions or anything. I just kind of had a conversation. Uh, I think I'm getting I'm, I'm getting okay at that. I think I can always have uh, some improvement. Um, everyone's waving at me. Um, Zanazans. I love pickled tentacles. <laughs> anyway, I'm gonna play this song last here, um, <clears throat> and uh, before that, I'll say goodnight, everyone, and thanks for listening. Uh, so I'll close the show with a song from Syrafit from the uh, Over album, and it's called Err.
エラーラーラー。